Northside cooling, shorty, yeah, that's where I stay. Heard you was a lame boy, get up out my face. And my ex keep calling, sweat that she be in the way. And I need a thick red bone, shorty, where I lay. Bad bitch in LA, tell me that should make the trip. Shorty bad as hell, yeah. With them college journalists, Uber every fucking where. Free rolls in my VIP, Canada John, yeah. I think that bitch from the six. Shorty wanna kiss me, but I know she's sucking dick. Shorty wanna kiss me, but I know she's sucking dick. Look, Uber everywhere, free rolls in the VIP, yeah. Uber everywhere, free rolls in my VIP, hey. I don't know. Um, yeah, go for it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Broke for Therapy, a show with 20-something-year-olds where we talk about life's biggest problems. One big disclaimer, we are not actually therapists, but we welcome all questions about life, relationships, and just what it means to be a 20-year-old out in the world right now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we sit down every week with some of our friends and kind of answer questions that you, the listeners, ask us, and also questions that we have for each other as a group. Um, It's important to kind of relate to one another and meet up every week and kind of put our phones down and talk to each other without any distractions. Um, And that's kind of what we hope to do with this. So let the semi-revolution begin. This week, uh, we'll go over what kind of happened with us the past week with the launch of our first pilot episode, getting up on iTunes. Stephen will give us a whole lay down about that. And then we'll jump into a really great interview that we have set up with one of our really, really close friends, Emmanuel Blackwell, (laughs) one of the best photographers in San Francisco. If you don't know. One of the only people I've met who was born and raised in San Francisco, which is a rare breed to find. Very rare, to be honest. (laughs) So we'll we'll jump into what kind of happened this last week and we'll go on from there. Yeah, so as most of you that are probably listening to this know, we launched our podcast uh, last week. We kind of started probably a week and a half ago on everything, and we put it into effect over the course of a week and a half, and we got it on iTunes pretty quick. Um, took a lot of effort from everybody, from recording the episode to just uh, giving feedback to one another and kind of having an open form of communication, which is really great because we're all friends that are on the show, so it's pretty easy to get along. Um after that, we posted the episode. You guys listened, which was great. Uh, awesome. Yeah, very awesome. Um, we had probably, I think, the iTunes metrics, which you only get like after your first weekend. So they don't give you any metrics after your first weekend. They let you know how you did in your first 48 hours, and then that's it. So we'll never know exactly how we're doing, but we got 300-plus listeners in our first weekend, and for... Two kids that don't have any other career outside of what we do in our everyday lives and hanging out. That's a pretty good response, I'd say. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening. It's really great. And it's me and Ben kind of said if only 10 people listened, we'd keep doing it. And the fact that we got 300 is astounding. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, who gave us really constructive feedback. If at any point you just want to tear us down, remember, we have no emotions. We're here to lay it out on the line. <laughs> Women have told me that before. <laughs> so rip us apart. Let us know what we're doing bad. If we yeah, do I'm something good. <laughs> I'm emotionless. Yeah. And if we do something good, let us know, too. So shout out to everybody who gave us 
all the big help. And shout out again to Jenny for the amazing designs. Yeah, thank you, Jenny, for designing our podcast cover. Uh, a lot of people really said that they liked that. It was a lot of fun taking a bunch of photos, but that one really worked out, and Jenny did a good job with the album cover. Shout out, a- shout out to the Montessori preschool that I live right <laughs> above for letting us use their backyard and playground. For sure. That, that was an incredible setting. I couldn't ask for anything better, to be honest. And thank you to Sam, producer Sam, Taco Boy, for actually taking all of the photos and putting them together and, you know, giving us what we needed to make that cool cover. All I had to do was buy Jenny a half bottle of wine. She made that in about 40 minutes, and boom, we put it on iTunes. So uh, thank you guys so much. It's it's really cool, and it gives us hope to keep doing a lot more. Um, so, yeah, basically what's up in our lives uh, – my week went pretty well, just kind of worked a lot, and, you know, kind of excited this weekend. We have Ben's birthday coming up, whoop, whoop. party at least, and uh, that's going to take place in San Francisco, and we have our buddy Sam DJing it. Yes, yes. Sam also goes by Xander.Wave. Find him on SoundCloud. Check him out on SoundCloud. Yeah, he'll be DJing my birthday at Music City San Francisco. If anybody's ever heard of that place, it's a... Uh, really neat spot where it's just a plug and play you you show up bring your own equipment and you can drink yeah and be as loud as you want which is like the best part because that's rock and roll and that's what that place is actually meant for exactly you could drink and you could be loud um yeah so other than that i just want to give a shout out to one of my best friends chase uh he is 24 or 23 about to be 24 and he just got engaged chase mason uh, so shout out to you, and I hope uh, everything goes well. I can't wait to be a groomsman. Thanks for the honor. That's going to be tight. That's going to be tight, yeah. I have to wear a tuxedo. I haven't done that since prom. It's going to literally be tight. It's going to literally be tight. <laughs> I, and that kind of, uh, hopefully I can address that a little bit later after we get through Ben's week. But uh, shout out to you, Chase. Congratulations. I'll see you uh, August 20th and before that for your bachelor party at Comic-Con. Yes, yes, y'all. Went down to Santa Barbara this weekend to go see the warm-up, which was a student-initiated concert that I started along with my team at AS Program Board last year, and this year was another resounding success. Multiple articles came out talking about the change of culture, so shout-out to my team back at home in Santa Barbara. You guys did amazing. You guys killed it with group love and really showed how students can come together and bring bring the community together around something other than partying and just provide a more positive atmosphere in that type of setting. So that was amazing. But also came home with strep throat. So I've been <laughs> totally out of commission up until probably 12 hours ago. So that's cool. Other than that, ready to get going. Uh, how was the whole Santa Barbara trip? Did you have fun? You got to see your parents, right? Got to see my folks. We went on a nice picnic. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was like a pre-birthday celebration with them. And, man, it was really cool until I got strep throat. I got strep throat once. You got strep throat once? Yeah, it was on Christmas. Boom! So awesome. <laughs> Didn't get to eat any food. No food? Did you just have, like, huge golf balls in the middle of your throat? That, yeah, what? I was just thinking about it was when I would open my mouth really wide, I could see, like, little pearly things. Oh, oh yeah, I know that. In the back of my throat. Oh. Like, this is not right. My yeah. throat is infected. It's infected. <laughs> I, I was in... Swallow, pause. <laughs> Pause hard on that. I was in the car at home and I drafted an email to work saying I'm not going to be able to make it and made a doctor's appointment as soon as possible. And the first thing I told the lady was, can you just take them out of my throat? 
No. no. You got to come back apparently like six or seven times within six months to prove it because it's a risky procedure. And I was like, lady, help me out. <laughs> Do you not see this? I they cannot breathe. Did you antibiotics though? They did. I got some penicillin. So, shouts out to the doc for actually prescribing something that worked. Yeah. Shouts out to penicillin. They've been helping out the human race for years. Um, well, that's great. And that kind of puts us in where we are now. Uh, a new thing we're going to do on the podcast every week is check in with me and Ben on a goal that we're going to set for ourselves. Um, we're hoping to accomplish four goals a year. So, we're going to set it at three months. Every three months, we're going to have a new goal, basically. Um and Ben, if you have a goal, would you like to say it now? And, you know, the part about us doing this goal whole plan, I guess, was pretty much to be able to have you guys and each other hold ourselves accountable for trying to achieve something. And that will give us kind of more confidence to get to that goal and also not flake on it. That's a big, uh, big facet of this whole thing. Accountability. As people might know me as this type of person, I'm a huge goal setter myself. Constantly, um, I write in my passion planner all the time, my goals. So I have a short-term goal and a long-term goal. And my short-term goal is not about me, but is about our producer, Taco Boy Sam. Taco Boy. I want to get him a paid gig for him to play at as Xander Wave within the next three months where he gets a good chunk of change from it. That would be very impressive. So I'm going to try my little heart out to do that. <laughs> and I'm sure he would appreciate it. Yes. I'm sure that would be... One of the most excited we've all been for something in a while. I'm really hopeful about that. And That's then my, my long-term goal is uh, I just finished reading The Four Agreements by... Uh, did you read it or did you listen I to it? I listened to it on Because <laughs> you said that yeah. you gave yeah, up on I, books. Yeah, I completely gave up on reading books. I crank out books. You remember the author. Exactly. I think it's like Don Miguel something. Okay, anyways. And one of his things is make your word impeccable. And I truly want to live by that. I want. I actually want to be able to be in a place where if I'm not able to do something, I don't just say, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, and then just never do it. I want to say, no, I'm not able to do it. Or if I say I'm going to do something, I actually follow through 100% of the time. I want that to be part of my reputation. <sighs> if I say I'm doing it, you know I'm going to do it. I'm not just glad-handing. That's a very honorable thing to set. <clears throat> As someone who is working with you, I love hearing that. Um, mine's a little bit more simpler. This is more of a New Year's Eve kind of goal. But I've been slipping. I've been uh, eating burritos at 11.30 at night and falling asleep. I've been drinking probably a little bit too much beer every day. And I think I'm at a point where I need to take a step back and do something for myself. So for Chase's wedding and my cosplay at Comic-Con, I'm going to attempt to lose 20 pounds. I think it's a reasonable goal in three months because most of this stuff should just kind of shed off. We'll do like a, a weight to muscle balance. You know, muscle weighs more than weight, but we'll see uh, what happens. Or more than weight, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, more than fat. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be my goal. I'm basically going to put all the effort I possibly can into that and hopefully use as many resources as I have to accomplish that as well. Uh, ben, I know you like to go to the gym. I know you got your uh, ass kicked a couple weeks ago, huh? Yep. Got a workout from my boy Dirk Kaysen, who's Love out in Paris right now training for the professional leagues out there for basketball. Hell yeah. Put me on a regimen, and it's been wiping me out. Yeah, I need something like that. Wipe me out. You know, give everyone DevBot. I'm calling you out. Shouts out to you. I need some help. 
so I'm really excited to set that goal for myself, and I think that with you guys kind of watching me, it's something that I can achieve for sure. Just watch some Eric Thomas videos, and you'll be ready to hit the gym. Is that a YouTuber? Oh, yeah. Eric Thomas Hip Hop Preacher? I'm into it. You you had me at hip hop preaching. Oh my goodness, this guy is the truth. We'll 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 save we'll save an episode just for Eric Thomas because we can talk about this guy for hours. We'll do that after I work out for the first time in the next couple days, and uh, before the next week's episode, we'll check in, and I guarantee you, I will have watched some Eric Thomas videos. Um, So that kind of leads us to where we are. Now, thank you guys again so much for listening. And if you have questions for us, you can always come and submit a question at twobrokefortherapy.com under the Ask a Question tab. And we appreciate everyone that did ask questions, and we're going to get to that this week. Ben, first off, let's introduce our guest for this episode. Like I said previously, we have Mr. Emmanuel Blackwell with us today. Thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down to chat with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Yeah, when we kind of thought of people originally to have on the podcast, we both like sat down and we're like, who should we have on this podcast? And you were like the first person that came to both of our minds. So we're super stoked that you're here. Can I ask why that was? Why that was? That's a... That's a yes. Is that, can that count as my question? That can count as your question. That's yes. a great question. That's basically, yeah. you know, how did we meet and know each other? What we usually ask... Um, I've always kind of respected you as just being one of the most stand-up guys I know. Uh, I think of you as, like, an incredibly hardworking dude that is compassionate and passionate at the same time. And I think that when I think of people that I would love to just hang out with and talk to about topics that are a little bit broader than your average everyday conversation, you came straight to my mind. So that's why I'm having you here. And for me, at least, you always seem like a man unfazed by time. Hmm. And just what's going on around you, you're always doing you, which is something I truly love. And you're a man who seems wiser than your years, which is also something I really enjoy. True. And after just many days in the shop, it was uh, easy to think that we could just sit down and chat it up. Yeah. So would you say that that's how we kind of all met each other is through Taylor Stitch? Yeah, definitely. Sam Um, being the catalyst for that. Yeah, for Um, sure. Working there. Yeah, yeah. Met met both Ben and Steven and shit I met Sam through Taylor too um did you did you Taylor Stitch is a men's clothing shop that has a really deep roots in the mission mission district out in San Francisco um just a little background uh did you meet Sam after he got hired or before he got hired I, I mean were you at Taylor Stitch before or after Sam got hired I was there after Sam got hired Sam was there early early yeah um at least one to two years before I got there. However, I used to hang out in the shop all the time, just kicking it with Kazu. Kazu, mm, shout out to Kazu. Um, Legend. That's someone we need on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. From hanging out there, kind of loitering around beer o'clock. Yep. Uh, it's kind of how I got to meet uh, a lot of my favorite people, I would say. Awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm wearing pants that you literally hand. <laughs> that was, that's amazing, right? Like, yeah, I, did. I, I mean, tried to. No, you did a great job. Hey, I get compliment compliments on these pants all the time. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm confused why people are looking at my pants, but I'm like, I have a friend that, that hand them. What day was that? That was Sam's last day. Sam's, Sam's last, last day. day. He yeah. stayed long to yeah. to teach me. To show how, some, yeah. yeah, show me how to use the sewing machine there. Passing Shout knowledge to, to Sammy. Yeah, Sam the producer, baby. Uh, Off site this week working so. We'll definitely have him back soon. He's uh, dearly missed, but at the same time, 
you got to put your priorities for it first. Respect yeah. to you for doing that. Yeah. Little known fact that kid is still trying to graduate and he's looking to graduate <laughs> yeah. this year, this quarter actually. So yeah. he's got to keep his head down and get that degree, baby. Yeah. Respect. You never know when you're going to need that degree. Keep yeah. him warm. Keep him warm. Yeah, exactly. Keep him warm. That's right. <laughs> Those degrees. Those degrees. Oh gosh, that's a great interlude. That that's like that. I think that album has the best interludes in almost any rap album. That's the college dropout, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's like undoubtedly the like yeah. the skits are not skippable. Like I'll be listening to <laughs> like shuffle on my phone, and all of a sudden like and it, like Bernie Mac will appear, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to this whole goddamn <laughs> thing of him yelling. Actually, it wasn't Bernie Mac. It wasn't Bernie that's Mac. D Ray. D Ray. Yeah. Whoa! Like he's like, like Bernie yeah. Mac though. I wow. thought it was Bernie Mac for a long time, but it's DJ D Ray. D Ray, yeah, Chicago. Chicago, baby. Well, Bernie Mac, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. But sorry that you yeah, didn't Bernie get a Mac. feature on that album. <laughs> <laughs> At least everyone thought it was you. Uh, I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Um, so yeah, that's pretty killer. And we've been friends pretty much since we've met and yeah. known each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're really glad to have you on. And. Um, I know Ben has a question straight off the bat for you uh, that is pretty interesting, if you ask me. Hit me. All right. As a 20-something that's grown up in San Francisco since childhood, how would you describe this time in your life? For many of us, myself and Steven included, we came up here for either a job or to create a new portion of our life, you know, a new chapter. But for you, you've been here the entire time. How do you kind of reflect on this time period, and like, how do you feel about it? Uh, as much as you guys feel like... This is a time for you guys to kind of start a new chapter for your lives. It's the same for natives, too. Um, with so much change happening in the city, various opportunities and doors opening. Um, for sure. It's 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 a playground for all of us. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 been, it's been remarkable to still stick around, you know. Lots of my friends, most of my friends, even my dad, you know, everyone's kind of moved away. Um... But outside of that, you know, just hanging on, uh, trying to allow the city to remain fresh, you know. For uh, sure. Recording in this room, and, like, my dad used to work two blocks away, but Respect. it's not a neighborhood that I have gone <laughs> yeah, to since, yeah. like, high school and stuff. So it's a, it's a, as much as it's a small city, it's a big city. There's, you know, plenty of, of leaves to, to turn over and. Uh, it's 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 a beautiful place. It's it's definitely a blessing to be here. Still, statistically, probably one of the most exciting times to be in San Francisco. Hell yeah! People call it a new gold rush almost yeah. when people I, describe I can see it. it man. I see yeah, it. it's like people come here like dripping at the mouths for success, yeah. which is a great city to kind of drive in and feel that sense of drive in as well. Yeah. I kind of describe San Francisco as a place where twenty somethings come to retire. <laughs> uh, and first stand-up joke I ever wrote in San Francisco, I think it did pretty well. Uh, and yeah, I think it's totally an interesting place. I mean, I came up here for the first time five years ago, and I immediately fell in love with it. And that was only because I had four slices of pizza and some of the best, like, you know, food I ever had. And I was just saying, I'm just going to move here. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to North Beach. And, uh, yeah. That golden boy. That golden boy. That is my... Everyone knows that is my favorite thing in this whole fucking city. So, if you're ever up here, I will gladly take you to Golden Boy Pizza. 
And then if I can just ask a follow-up, you kind of touched on like the culture here, and yeah. and it is a very exciting culture to be in, but there are some times where it kind of feels like there's not necessarily pitfalls, but just like 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 holes of hollowness, if you if that kind of makes yeah, sense. And I'm just interested to see your kind of opinion on where the culture is going here, especially being a photographer. You bike around the city for Postmates and just... You know, you get to see the groundwork, and you've seen a lot of things start, grow, fall down, grow again. So, I'm interested to see how you feel about that. Uh, I mean, that's a bittersweet thing, you know. Uh, I feel like a lot of it has to do with just the rapid changes in the neighborhoods uh, and people competing, you know. People trying to keep up with the Joneses and there being so many changes on, like, a weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly Shit. It's hard for a lot of people to just keep up, like stay fresh with the changes of times and stuff. Uh, there's lots of people overlooked too. Yeah, um, yeah. If you look at it more political standpoint, it's just it's interesting. It's interesting. It's unlike anything I've ever seen this city go through. I'm sure back in the '60s and '70s, it was the same story. You know, yeah. it's like holy shit, people are just. Having sex everywhere and doing drugs, and, <laughs> like, but it's peaceful. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It, it's it's a tough pill to swallow if you look at it negatively because there's so much that you could kind of hang your hat on and, uh, and gripe about if you wanted to. But For sure, I'm not, not. I would rather not. <laughs> and I, this kind of goes back to why we want to have you on the show. Is that was what I was trying to say? Is like you have so much culture about you yeah. and it always stays like that. So just kind of getting nitty gritty. What do you do personally that emanates your culture to outside everybody? Because you are to me a symbol of your own independent culture. And I think that's something that a lot of people in San Francisco could learn and would yeah. actually bring a lot of more people together and have a more positive outlook. Um, I, like you said, I, I just try to do my thing, you know, try to as often as possible, do things that make me happy. Um, carry on the tradition too of some of the culture in the city that be as uh, widely seen. Um, uh, do you think that that culture and stuff is what you try to capture in your photography? Do you kind of want to capture the roots and what you see in the city? You know, I've seen some of your stuff at Gestalt, a local bar close to where you work on in the Mission. And I walked in there and I saw these photos and we were watching All-Star Weekend there. And I was like, damn, these photos are actually really sick. And I walked up and looked at the little placard and it said, Emmanuel Blackwell. And I was like, Manny? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were like, you know, it was real shit. It was like the neighborhood almost, like yeah. in, in capsulized in photo. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say that I necessarily am looking to capture something yeah. in particular when I'm taking photos a lot of the time. I kind of just, yeah, allow my passion and uh, appreciation for photography kind of guide the frame. All right. No, that's that makes a great any way sense. to say it. Yeah, um, yeah. If it's something that I know has a lot of cultural weight to it, yeah, yeah. then um, by practice, show as much truth in the frame as possible. Um, yeah, capture that realism. Yeah. But outside of that, I wouldn't say that uh, I'm necessarily too skilled at directing things. Yeah. I kind of like to observe and, and let the shutter do what it does. Capture the moment. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, beautiful. respect to that. Yeah, beautiful answer. <laughs> yeah, thank you for answering that. I've been so curious. Uh, the only question I have is, you've been in the city for so long, and you've seen all these changes and stuff, and you mentioned people leaving, mm-hmm. and I just want to know if you could like summarize it kind of like in a sentence or two, like what about San Francisco keeps you here? I know that Man. that's a hard question. Uh, what in San Francisco keeps me here? I mean, it's cliche as it sounds, it's where my heart is, you know? Hell yeah. Um, uh, and I also feel like a lot of people who necessarily are not, a lot of people who got pushed out of the city didn't necessarily, oh, it's hard for me to say too, because I can't really speak on people's situations, but. Didn't want to. Didn't really want, like, didn't do enough to stay, you know? Yeah. Um, they tried to evict me too, and I fought, and. If you fight, you win sometimes. Hell yeah. Most times. Most times, um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, San Francisco is is near and dear to my heart. My, my dad grew up in the mission. My dad's worked in the city, worked with children his whole life, damn near. Uh, I just, I feel like I have a lot of unfinished business with this city. Yeah, no, that's um, a great thing to say for sure. So... I don't want to. I don't want to throw in the towel too soon. Plus, my rent is affordable. So. <laughs> that is the key, baby. Got that rent control, man. I'm not going anywhere. Good. I like that's the perfect way to cap that answer. Uh, go for it, Ben. A quick side story. My dad moved out here in '68, and he said, "For verbatim, I rolled in in my Chevy truck." And there was people throwing flowers on it, saying love and welcome. Yeah, dude, that's And I'm tight. like, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that still, like, holds true today. I moved to San Francisco, and I've felt no hostility. Yeah. I think people here are the most, I mean, kind of, we are kind of the most liberal city in America. And also, I think people are more than welcome to welcome you into their community as long as you help stimulate it. I'm not going to Chipotle. I'm eating in the mission if I want a burrito. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Chipotle, you're going to get fucking poisoned. <laughs> poisoned straight up. You're going to get a... They're going to charge you $5 for the extra avocado. That's oh, no good. Ridiculous. I want a super burrito. It comes in for seven ninety five. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm yeah. out. Add potatoes. Like oh. we said, thanks for coming on, man. It's, it's great. And yeah. we've got a couple questions from people that... Listen, oh wait, Ben's got one more. Before thing. we jump into the questions, Manny... Where can we find on social media? Where can we find your photography? How can people follow you if they want to know more about your stories? I uh, am reworking on my portfolio online, so I don't have my .com up, but it was my name.com. The only place you could probably find me now would be on Instagram, yep. underscore my last name, um, Blackwell, B-L-A-C-K-W-E-L-L. I have a Twitter that I sometimes post random high <laughs> thoughts on. Um, it's... Same handle, underscore, uh, Blackwell. Yeah, don't add me on Facebook. Do not add him on Facebook. That's the only thing we ask. Anything else is fine. Uh, Instagram, underscore, Blackwell. Spell it like it sounds, baby. Yeah. Um, cool. So we're going to jump into the questions. First off, we have an update uh, on a question that was asked last week. My buddy Rich asked a question regarding a girl that he recently started dating Possibly being addicted to drugs. He elaborated on the story from where we kind of took it, which was, you know, she might really be in the future. 
Uh, she might also maybe have just wanted to be relaxed for the day, but most importantly, she might really have a problem, and if she does, you should either try to help her, but if she doesn't want help, she's most likely not going to take it from someone that she's been recently dating. But we got an update. He said that during the movie, which, if you remember the story, uh, he went to see a movie with this girl, and she was quote-unquote zanned out. During the movie, she passed out, and he had to drive her home. I don't know if he's still interested in this girl, but I think that that is a crazy update, and we blew zanned out. The <laughs> definition of what being zanned out means. So how, how, did, how did she get to the car? Did he He carry? carried her. Oh, Says it in the email. <laughs> he carried her. Sorry, I'm being left. It's not funny. Go for it. No, So, was he post- posing that question, like, real time, like, during the trailers or something? <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> that would be hilarious. The, as far as I am, like, gathering, so, that, like, she was zanned out on two occasions? Zanned out, so he went to see The Hateful Eight, the Tarantino movie, right? Which is, like, a it's three and a half hour movie. That's slow. Yeah, yeah, it's slow. But she went into it, and... During the intermission, which if you saw it in a certain format, there was like a 15-minute intermission in the whole movie. And uh, I saw it like a beautiful movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. But during the intermission, she passed out. So while they were outside waiting for like a beverage or just talking and stretching their legs, she passed out. Damn. After taking a couple Xanax. Xanax. What do you know about Xanax, Manny? What's your knowledge on Xanax? Because we have been wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't have... Too much knowledge off of the knowledge of Xanax. Uh, I've never, I've never got geeked up off the bars before. <laughs> um, yeah, it just you just become another person. Yeah, you, no, you just fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> too relaxed. I can't understand why someone would want to do that recreationally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's go watch this movie. But like first. <laughs> Some Zans. Let me let me pop these Zans. <laughs> and you know, my opinion is, Rich, if you are still my buddy, if you're still dating this girl, has she been on Xanax since since you've seen her? Like, that sounds like a bad situation to get yourself involved with, but also like a one-off crazy story. And if you continue to follow through with that, I feel like almost anyone that has heard that story would be like. Are you serious? I don't know. If I, did you see her again? You know, I doubt it. Um, so my personal opinion would just be like, buddy, maybe invest your heart somewhere else. Yeah. And if that's the only time she's been on Xanax, maybe she wanted to try it, and maybe it didn't really work out well for her. Or maybe, Rich, you're just such a good-looking dude that she just could not handle it and had to calm down and just calm down too much. And just take <laughs> take a couple of Xans. <laughs> Which is uh, hopefully the situation, and hopefully that she's a very energetic individual in real life. Yes. Yeah, maybe yes. you can just uh, suggest that she takes it in thirds or quarters or something <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of dropping the whole bar. Yeah, instead of dropping the whole bar. Oh, man. So good luck, Rich. Uh, every week we get one of your questions, and uh, this one we had to kind of elaborate on because it's a really interesting story, and I hope that it's kind of a something that you update us on as well. Um, do you want to ask this next question? It's from... <coughs> sure. So our listener, Cliff, Cliff. Uh, chimed in this week and he said, I started dating a new girl, but I don't think that she gel well with my friends. What do I do? Who do you want to pose the question to? Let's pose it to our guest first. Any initial thoughts about how to handle... And this doesn't have to be 
a girl. A girl, just a significant other, whether it's your new boyfriend, your new girlfriend. Someone that you're hoping will fit in with your group yeah. of friends. How does he know that she won't gel, though? I mean, just like that's his, like, his impression? I, I think that it's kind of a gut feeling. Gut feeling. Uh, you know, he knows his group of friends probably better than he knows this girl, yeah. correct? So... He knows his group of friends. I'm, I know this guy, Splifford Parks. He's one of my friends. But I think I kind of am accepting to everybody. I think he kind of is more worried that the fact is that it's a new person introduced to a new, to a new group of people. Yeah. He's very private with this person and also very private with this other group. And meshing them, he feels like maybe she will feel outnumbered by people that know him well. She probably will. She yeah. probably will. <laughs> I... I definitely had this encounter happen to me. Uh, one of my best friends from college, and still my best friend, Kyle Didier. Shout out to Diddy. Uh, he would make my girlfriends cry. Because <laughs> he like would too. roast them yeah, like so that. badly. And if they couldn't take the heat, he'd be like, get a new one. Mm-hmm. He was ruthless. Oh my god. Absolutely ruthless. So I, I really had to either prep the girl, be like, hey, my friends are kind of... Aggressive, <laughs> to say the least. And it just kind of got to a point that you either have to talk to the friend or talk to the girlfriend and make sure that both are aware. And my my friend group was just had such strong personalities. All of them it was twelve dudes, all uh, twelve dudes and a girl, all living in a house on DP in Isla Vista. So it was a whole bunch of characters. So if anybody got introduced to that mix, they were immediately overwhelmed by the, the camaraderie and like yeah. the, the connection that we all had as really close friends. And that's really hard to intercept. And that's really, it has to take a resilient person. So shout out to my girlfriend, Madison, for even approaching the storm <laughs> of my friends. Can I just ask a quick question? Why did they call <clears throat> the street in Santa Barbara DP? Ah, uh, it's for Del Playa. Okay, thank God. That, yeah. You resolve that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my advice would be, if you care about this girl and if you trust your group of friends, you need to trust that they would like her. And even if they don't, they'll pretend to because they're your friends. Yeah. And that's the worst case scenario, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree. Go I, for it. I, I don't think that bringing a friend tactic is a smart tactic. See, that's why I proposed it, because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that... If you are introducing a new significant to your group of friends, they should take the time to get to know, know the other person. Of course. And if you bring another girl, they're just all going to be distracted. Or another person of interest. They're all going to get distracted. Because they can actually engage yeah. that person, hopefully equating in something else. Yes. And I think the point should be that your friends should get to know the significant. Because there's a reason why you're friends with your friends, and there's a reason why you're attracted to your significant. Mm-hmm. So they should eventually get along. I think the best course of action here is just brace the significant. I like how I'm just like terming Dude, it significant. Dude, you know you're killing the <laughs> I'm like getting everything you're putting out. The significant. I just prep the significant and just let them know that it's all going to be okay. It's going to be rough, but they'll eventually warm up and you'll see why we're all such good friends. Yeah. That Just show them that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think that you can prep a group of friends, especially if they all have strong yeah. personalities. Like, hey, don't be mean to mean to her, mean to him. They're they're just gonna do even more of that just to like roast you or just like get underneath your skin because that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. Anything from you? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with Ben. Um, just gotta gotta kind of uh, kind of ease her into the situation. Um, 
I know kind of how that goes. Um, I've had something similar like that happen to me in the past um, where some of my friends were kind of uh, harsh to yeah. a girl I was seeing at the time. Rightfully so sometimes, though. Um, <clears throat> I would say that, yeah, just persevere, man. Um, yeah. Keep bringing her around, especially if you like her. Um, Hopefully. You liking her is uh, it's not comparable to you and the relationship with you have with your friends, you know? It's totally different wavelength. Um, yeah. Um, I, I love that. Go for it, man. Also something that I learned from my girlfriend, it's all about how you also frame it to the other group. So this can apply to family. This can apply to friends. So if you're talking to your group of friends and you're like, I'm really nervous. You guys aren't going to like her, blah, blah, blah. Then immediately right off the bat, that yeah. that's the impression they're going to have. So you also too have to kind of not put up a front, but you also have to hit, hit it from the front end and just be, pause. this person is <laughs> pause. pause. Uh, this person is amazing. This is why, not not in that exact terms, but just really like setting up the groundwork so that when the significant comes, she just puts the icing on the cake and really tries to show them why you guys are together. Gotta, gotta put the pussy on a pedestal. Put hey. the pussy on a pedestal. Hey, we mentioned the forty-year-old virgin earlier tonight. <laughs> Shouts out to the forty-year-old virgin again. Uh, I completely see your point, and I completely agree. I think that is a great way to handle it, and I would take that to heart, Cliff. I think, as someone who does know you. I think you just need to feel comfortable with, you know, you bring people around all the time that might not fit in with the group, but if it's someone that you truly do want to integrate into your life and that includes your group of friends, work as hard as you can at that and at least keep bringing her around. You want her to know that you're comfortable around your friends with her and you also want your friends to know that this is someone important to me. Yeah. Yes. Great. Um, I'll ask the next question. So this is probably the best name that we've got so far uh, emailed to us, uh, an alias of sorts, um, named Young Embarrassment. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Uh, and the question is, have you ever been hung up, or this is his writing, okay, or her, I have no idea. Have you ever been hung up or, like, still caught up in a past relationship that may or may not limit you from moving forward? And then he poses a, or she, poses a part two question. Would you call yourself an intensely nostalgic person like the first episode a lot? So I think the question here is, have you ever not been able to move forward because you've been caught up on somebody else? You want to go for it first, Ben? Sure. Well, first, thank you, Young Embarrassment, for the kind <laughs> words about the first episode. Appreciate that. Love it. Thank you. And I honestly don't think I'm the best person to ask about this. Uh, strictly because um, I, I'm not an extremely nostalgic person at all, and more often than not, once my relationships end, they end, and that's that's it. And I I'm very good at just looking ahead and looking forward, and not I don't look at the past very often, which is also kind of a downfall of mine. I don't learn a lot from my mistakes, but at the same time, I'm not constantly being haunted by old memories or thoughts and. I'm always about the next opportunity, so unfortunately that has applied to old relationships. And I feel that. I think what I can give you, Young Embarrassment, for this situation that you're in is if there is a person that is still in your life that you feel like is holding you back from moving forward, either open up a dialogue with them and get closure, or you either have to 
really push yourself to find either an outside activity, like working out, like an artistic outlet, or something that really frees your mind from where it's at, because your mind's just in a rut. It's not necessarily the person, but it's you. So, As someone who... This is actually a funny question, and I like am kind of in that rut that you speak of. Um, so when I saw this question proposed, I was like, oh, wait. Uh, you guys both met the girl that I have been hung up on. Um, I was in a relationship for a year. That ended. I thought I was going to be stuck on that girl for eternity. Ends up another girl that I liked way more. Well, not way. I can't say way more, but that I was really infatuated with came around a month later. Um, she was with me all the time and we spent a lot of time together within the amount of time that we were actually together. Uh, and yeah, she dipped out on me pretty hard and didn't say anything kind of just went ghost as people like to say i also say that as a term of going ghost that's the opposite of what ghosts do they appear right they're like boo i'm a ghost (laughs) if they're never there you're just kind of like is there a ghost so anyway (laughs) (laughs) and she vanished into thin air and the biggest problem with that is i thought about it for months and she came back and when she came, and I was finally to the point of being like, you know what? She made a mistake, not a big deal. I'll get over it. And then everything kind of started again. I wouldn't say it's holding me back from a future relationship or a possible relationship. There's just not um, a lot of options <laughs> right now, let's say that, which will be, you know, expanded upon later. But at the same time, I'm definitely in a mind state where sometimes I think I see her. And I'm kind of like, oh shit, and I get like little panic attacks. But I don't want to see her. The only reason I do want to see her is, like you said, to get some form of closure. Because that's something she never really gave me. The second time she came back around, we went on a date. I didn't hear from her for three days, and then I saw her crossing the street holding another guy's arm. No closure. That was pretty much closure for me of saying, quote unquote, fuck that uh, woman. But yeah, I think it's something that's definitely like limiting me from having confidence in those kind of situations again. As uh, someone that kind of came into my life, flipped my whole like opinion on girls around that they can be nice, stimulating, and also want to fit into my group of friends. It was a bummer to lose someone like that for sure. And I think that when I meet women nowadays, I kind of compare them to her because at the moment she was like the ideal girl that I wanted to be with. And I think in the future, in a couple, you know, who knows? Like, like I said, I'm going to try to work out. That was a great reference. Um, I have this podcast. I think doing stuff for yourself and trying to better yourself is a great way of not being stuck on someone else. And great advice to young embarrassment, but I'll definitely take what you said as well to heart. Anything, Manny? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely been hung up over, uh, an ex before. But uh, kind of like what Ben was saying, you just have to do things to to take your mind off of that person and, yeah. uh, and kind of redirect it to something else that's more uh, stimulating for you personally. Um, physically is great, too. Um, riding your bike. Riding mm. your fucking bike to San Mateo and back. <laughs> Two beers to the event. <laughs> Two beers to the yeah. Uh, yeah, just... I mean, essentially, kind of in the very elementary sense of uh, 
of relationships, what you what you gain from that person is stimulation. So you have to just search for it in uh, in various avenues, um, which wow. can take a while. Uh, but you kind of have to have to trust the process and mm-hmm. and uh, and start moving forward. Uh, especially if you've kind of received some kind of closure or uh, some kind of gut feeling um, about the future of that, of uh, having a relationship with a person. Um, Go for it. Great uh, answer, Manny, by the way. Amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, one thing, too, I think a lot of people don't necessarily internalize is the lack of words is also communication as well. And a lot of people look for closure in words where you could get closure from no words because that, too, is the message. One. Second thing that I like to say a lot is you got to be married to yourself, especially as a 20-something-year-old. And that requires a big commitment. And if you're not married to yourself, you're not able to extend yourself to other places. I believe that to its core. So that ex- that goes to relationships, your job, everything you do. You have to be married to yourself first. So if this significant is not allowing you to be married to yourself. You need to go through some relationship counseling with yourself and just be like, what am I here to do? What do I need to be doing? And how can I redirect my energy? Like Manny said, as someone who is a extremely nostalgic person as well, to answer that second question, um, as being an opposite of Ben, I do think about past relationships all the time. I think that's probably the biggest, uh, ball and chain that I have in this life is, Comparing how I feel now to how happy I was in another time when really I should be happy with just being alive in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like I said, I favorited those moments over any other memories. Uh, so when it comes to thinking about life now and like just doing my day-to-day shit, it's not as fun not having that person around. But at the same time, it's something that I do need to work on and I plan on working on hopefully and that's what this podcast will give me and i think that especially as someone who might feel the same way as uh what's the name young embarrassment (laughs) sorry i was like wait what young what a young embarrassment i think to be honest i feel your brother our sister but for the most part you just need to work on yourself and that's the best possible way for you to get over that person who treated you poorly you know they're not worth it hopefully Mm mm-hmm and if you are an extremely nostalgic person, movies help a lot. Oh, you know me, baby. Yeah, and I think that's why you look to the past a lot is that you can kind of create your own story from it. And that, that provides you a lot of enjoyment. And I think that's very... The dots really connect on that. Yeah, for and sure. And I think for this person as well, just embrace yourself in someone else's story. And hopefully that leads you back to yours. Mm-hmm. And maybe theirs back to yours as well. Yes. As someone who likes to be a romantic about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all the people who sent in uh, questions this week. I think those are some. That was a good group that we just had right yeah, there. Yeah. We already have a few in the inbox for next week that we've peeped. One that's very intense and we're very excited to challenge yeah. next week. Oh, man. Yeah. And I, uh, another portion I want to say right now is that I'm really happy, too, that with these questions, we kind of get to, like, address ourselves. You know, we yeah. all see parts of ourselves in the questions. So keep them coming, guys. Keeps our show flowing and keeps us thinking. Yeah, it's definitely cool to have, uh, you know, anything relate to us and us to kind of give 
you our opinion on it as a group. I think it's a lot of fun to have us all join in and hopefully find a same level or base with you guys. Oh. Uh, and then, I mean, Manny came with a question, almost. Yeah. But if you can't think of it, I can. we could ask a question real quick. I mean, we're only at 50 minutes. We've got, like, 10 more minutes. We can crush one in five. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay, let me ask a question. Something that's been on my mind lately. I, how do you guys think that you deal with work pressure and fitting that in around your current life? Ooh. Great question. As I'll, I'll ask that question as I will give you my reason for asking it. Just kind of... At work, I can get really stressed out, and it's stress that is in the moment. It's not such stress that it's, like, overarching. Like, it won't last two weeks. It's more in the moment. I got to deal with the situation. And when I get out of work, it will still go home with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of nights sleeping and dreaming, but most of the time, it's like I'll wake up, and it was about work. So, as someone who's been dealing with that pretty recently, how do you guys deal with uh, the workflow and also your life flow, in a sense? Manny, you want to tackle this first? Oh, sure. Um, As a person with multiple jobs, uh, I try to keep work-related stress to a minimum, even not work-related stress, just stress in general. I try to never do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty good at it. Um, So I would say uh, the biggest challenge I am faced with that's work-related that kind of plays off stress is uh, time management. Yeah. Because uh, I I love working. I don't mind staying late um, at the shop or kind of just going the extra mile to kind of make sure other people don't have to worry about stuff and stress out about stuff. Like overworking mm-hmm. and not having enough uh, time to kind of uh, do other things. What were you saying? Glad handing? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, so today when I rode out to San Mateo, I rode out there to visit a friend, deliver some prints. Um, but there was an interim plan that I wanted to kind of come to fruition before coming here, which was go to the beach because it was 80 degrees. Yeah, beautiful day. Um, but since. Riding out to the beach, I mean, riding out to San Mateo and back took a little bit longer than expected. I wasn't able to do that, and my girlfriend probably hates me right now. Um, oh, so, no. If she listens to this, I, I apologize. Should, <laughs> I apologize, too. Um, <laughs> that was real right there. Yeah, I saw it in his so eyes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I would say, like, that's the biggest thing is kind of uh, allowing myself to not have enough time to stress me out because it stresses out other people. For sure. Uh, but outside of that, I don't, I don't really have work-related stress. Um, I just try to keep it at a minimum. I try to not, uh, not let my work consume me. For sure. Uh, and yeah, I just try to. I mean, being being someone that doesn't mind working hard has its ups and downs. Um, but I just try to uh, try to keep a level head at work to uh, try to minimize any kind of volatile situation. Um, and then just keep in mind, too, that it's work, you know? It's work As much as I do love working hard, there's other things that I want to do with my life that 
are not necessarily the things that I have to do from nine to five to kind of uh, keep my life afloat. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this in the first podcast, and I'll probably mention it every podcast after, but I have <laughs> this thing called a passion planner made by this fantastic woman who graduated UCLA and made it in her interim after graduating to her first job. Oh, wow. So shouts out to you for changing my life. Do you know uh, her name? I do not. I wish Can I you get did. it next week? I will. Cool. I will. I'll at her something. <laughs> And what I do with it is I really try to construct my life outside of work. So the first thing I do on my planner is I mark off, I work at Fitbit, I mark off Fitbit 9 to 5, or actually like 8.30 to 5.30. I'm like, that's Fitbit time. And everything outside of that, I map out exactly how I want to do it because I know that my time is precious and you don't really have that much energy afterwards. Side note, my biggest objective at my 9 to 5 job is to have as much mental energy after the 9 to 5. So I try to, like you do, I don't try to work obsessively hard. I try to work smart. Where I'm not using as much as possible and getting the most output out of it. There are times when shit hits the fan and you got to put out some fires and like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's what what you're paid to do. So you got to do it. But in the times where I can manage it, I'm making sure that my goals and whether they're personal or work related are being met outside of that time frame and being able to write it down. I was going to ask you, Manny, like how you actually like work smarter for me. I really write down my to-do list by hand. And I think that really helps me out a lot. So whether that's going to making sure I get to the cleaning lady before she closed, I write that down. I write down what time I have to do it. I just constantly are writing stuff down. And like, sometimes like I'm just like writing things down. I don't actually like, collaborate all of it it's just the act of writing it down i have a much better chance of actually remembering it or just remember like oh there is something Mm -hmm. and then i'm able to either find it again or something reminds me that i uh need to eventually get to it so great maybe what what do you do that really helps you work smarter like what's one or two things that you do um i try to find stimulants at the workplace that I necessarily wouldn't have unless I was there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, working at the shop, um, one of the coolest experiences and, I would say, uh, opportunities that I've been exposed to is just being around lots of crafty people. Mm -hmm. So I like to kind of take as much time while I'm at work to have casual combo with people like my coworkers and pick their brains and stuff and ask questions, uh, kind of try to make the work day go by as smoothly as possible in conjunction with my colleagues. Um, because, uh, the work environment is, uh, is a volatile place. Um, at any given moment with your coworkers, shit could go bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and once that happens, it, it changes the, the, the dynamics of uh of your daily life because you're there with those people all damn day um so i just try to keep the environment fresh uh like yeah work smarter um like you were saying i write a lot of stuff down too take a lot i take a lot of breaks at work like little little itty bitty breaks go outside yeah read a little bit you know uh just talk to my dad. Just little, little things like that to kind of uh, throw uh, little intermissions in the workday. Um, 
that seems to be working for me pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you guys couldn't have given me a better sense of advice on that whole topic. I appreciate it a lot. I think I'm someone who goes into my work day like headfirst with almost all of my emotion and all of my energy. And then when I'm done, I'm like spent. So I definitely will try to write things down. I do write things down, but at least adhere to that list because sometimes I definitely stray away. And I, just like you, I work in like the service industry. So a way I cool off is I'll just walk in my walk-in fridge at work Mm -hmm. and just like be in complete blackness and just get cooled off. Literally, cool literally and mentally. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Do and that if I had a fucking walk-in fridge. Exactly. Too. And especially on a day like this, uh, do that and as well as go outside and soak up some sun. I think mm-hmm. vitamin D is good for your brain and mm-hmm. your soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're going to do some plugs here. Plug it up. And we've got a little surprise and a new segment to add to the show as well that we'll announce at the end. Uh, I'll just hit the plugs up top. You can follow me at Stephen Baker 8 Stephen with a PH, like a motherfucking badass. Stephen Baker is in the profession, 8, as in I-H-E-I-S. <laughs> I got to think of a good thing to do that. But, but uh, 8 is in the number. So 8, like 8? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's 8. So Stephen Baker 8. Uh, hopefully that helps you remember Hateful it. Eight. Hateful Eight, exactly. And as well, you could follow the podcast at TBFT Podcast at Twitter, and you can always submit a question and go to our website to check out ap- episodes at twobrokefortherapy.com. We appreciate every question that gets asked, and we hope to answer them. And other than that, I think Ben, go for it. Yep. If you guys want to follow me, uh, I've been trying to tweet. It's a little bit difficult. You've been for me. doing it. But yeah. I've had a Twitter for a long time. Me too, dude. Like a long 2007. time. Yeah, I remember and just, I really tried. There's probably some really embarrassing stuff. So if you guys can find like oh, a really yeah. funny tweet of me, let Please. me know. I would <laughs> yeah. love to know where I was at. I'll try and like recall that memory and let you know what I was thinking. But uh, at Benjamin Simons, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-S-I-M-O-N-S. It's not Simmons, it's Simons. Simons. Uh, don't usually correct people on that, but after last episode, <laughs> someone called you Ben. No, I oh, totally butchered Chelsea, Chelsea's Chelsea. last name. And oh, then can we say it? Do you know it? Chatin. Oh, Chatin. Chatin is the French pronunciation, and Chatin is in the American pronunciation. That's also not American, though. I know, right? What is going on? I'm sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> we we botched yeah, it again. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Chatin is uh, yeah. I don't know. And then for my Instagram, which is my also my preferred uh social media it's at benesey b-e-n-n-e-s-s-y underscore like benesey or like like hennessy but just add a b and an underscore at the end and manny can we get your social media one more time yeah sure um you can follow me on twitter and instagram at uh, underscore blackwell b-l-a-c-k-w-e-l-l um, you could probably find a fuck ton of my photos on Tumblr, emmanuelblackwell.tumblr.com. Hell yeah. Nice. I like the Tumblr throw in. Yeah. yeah. It used to be my website, and then I I need to refresh it. Re- refresh yeah. the domain button. Check, check out the, the layout a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's basically it, guys. Thank you so much for listening again. We really appreciate it. Like I said, feel free to submit questions at twobrokefortherapy.com. We got a new segment. Ben, you want to cue us up on this? Shout out to our producer, Sam, Taco Boy, Weird Boy, Break My Heart. 
Sam Hart, uh, also known as Xander Dot Wave. What we're going to be doing is Sam's going to make us a personal 10-minute mix. So as soon as you get done with us here, it just will run straight into his mix. That will be some smooth sounds for your ears, whatever the Taco Boy's listening to. Uh, always good music. I've known that kid since first grade. He's always had a great ear for music. So to see him actually produce is freaking amazing. But anyways, we'll, we'll go into a 10-minute mix after this, and there will be a link in the description if you want to hear more and go straight to his SoundCloud. I highly recommend following because he also reposts some gems and some bangers. Uh, and it's going to be a musical journey along with the therapeutic journey yeah and that's every week this kid's putting out a mix by the way so every time you're done with the show feel free to just leave this on go for 10 minutes go on a musical journey just like you did an emotional journey and you can follow him at soundcloud at xander.wave w-a-v and xander x-a-n-d-e-r dot w-a-v yes and press and uh do you like do you like uh, have you listened to any of his stuff yeah of course of course and what do you think about it it's awesome it's awesome and it is he got a song from uh kenny on the first mix yeah exactly (laughs) shouts out to that that's a a low-key mention i hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you next week and please remember to listen to tubro for therapy and as always stay with us and we're not therapists we're not What's up, guys? Xanderwave here. I got a couple new tracks that came across this week that I'd like to share with y'all real quick. I will put the names of these songs in the description of the podcast, but you can also find me at soundcloud.com backslash Xanderwave, W-A-V. Let's get to it. Talk, talk, baby. Fuck all that. Let's get to it. What does Charlotte say? She suck on that dick on the plane and I drink all her out here. I just went hunting. I found me a rabbit. I picked out the carrot. Picked out the I'm just tired of smoking crazy. I need some rock out of Cali. I got a white bitch and she give me that bacon, but her name is Sorry. I pimp, I don't play with her. She bet I might stay with her. Stack it up like a Lego, yeah. I'm a side, you can lay with them. Got some hoes, you can stay with them. You know that we players, we're paying them. She can't be my wife, I can't lay in you. Diamonds all black like I'm racist now. Ride, ride, ride through the city, wonder, tenant, AC blast. I got bitches on her, fuck me, so so wrong, really bad. I got cash in my pants, they got cash on her ass. Make me dance, bitches glance, cause my diamonds look like glance. I wanna fuck her, but she play more games in the NBA. Nine in one and got a dentist apartment, little bitch, you can check out the dentist place. Check it out. I got some luxury, baby, I got some more water, this shit like a mini lake. Fuck nigga, play, I'ma send him to me to make a dick act, I'm fucking getting it, baby.